Hello everyone and welcome to University Radio Bath's coverage of the 2023 SU Officer Elections. Voting is now open so visit www.thesubath.com to cast your vote now before 5pm on Thursday. This week we are interviewing the candidates for all of the roles and right now in the studio we are joined by Blake who is running for the position of president. So good afternoon Blake, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay thank you, it's been a busy few days um, but yeah it's been really exciting to see campus so alive with um, everyone interested in the elections. Yeah fantastic. How and are you? <laughs> yeah I'm doing fine as well but yeah. Nearly at the end of the interviews now, but um, yeah, still got a lot of energy for uh, for the rest of them today. Um, so I, I've probably got a good idea as to what your answer might be for this question, but uh, why did you decide to run for president? Well, I think I've really enjoyed being the community officer for the last year, and I really the remit of that role it covers loads of different like areas that i'm really interested in but i think there's a need to consider them on a more kind of cross the su approach first of all um and also i have a lot of thoughts on more generally the governance and structure of the su um and how i think that should be changing and i think that the best role to be able to enact that those changes is through the su president role so i guess that's the reason mostly so yeah, as a current officer, you'll be well aware of those structures that you think need changing. So could you give us a little bit of insight as to what those are? Absolutely. So um, within the Students' Union, our kind of main democratic structures, I, I suppose, are through Summit, which is um, it's a committee of elected um, students from across our different areas. So we have people from like the various different executive committees, which I'll get onto in a bit, um, and um, through different areas such as like peer support, academic reps. Um, and we also have executive committees across the different areas. Um, I think there are about seven in total, and these really vary as to what their actual level of influence and power is. In many cases, they don't have much power and influence over things. Um, and also the, the kind of amount they're connected to actual students in those areas too. So for example, we have an international exec, which has no connection to our international societies, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And there are quite a few things like that where we have those kind of mechanisms where we're kind of able to say that we're hearing hearing students but there isn't much like transparency on how that's working or actually ways of feeding into it um it's just kind of like it, it stops there if that makes sense yeah that does make quite a lot of sense <laughs> which is obviously not good <laughs> no it isn't yeah um so in the manifesto like you've got quite a lot of priorities like including um, changing the structures but also you've got quite a bit about rebuilding student communities uh, recognizing celebrating students affordable meals which you helped uh, bring in um, those don't seem like they're pledges that would be out of place on a committee officer uh, community officer manifesto should I say um, so what is it that you think you'll be able to provide as a president that you can't do as a community officer yeah that makes sense um, I think with a lot of the things that I've mentioned cost of living um, generally being able to access all of the different things across the SU. Yes, they can be kind of, they do fit to some extent within the community officer remit, for, but for these things to truly be actually considered, it does need to be a more across the SU approach to a lot of these things. So like, for example, I mentioned mental health quite a lot in, in um, my manifesto, which again, might seem like something that's very restricted to the community officer role. But I think increasingly we are having challenges with getting engagement from students. Um, and it's quite easy to explain those things away with COVID and 
you know, kind of just generally people being having less time to volunteer because of the cost of living, which is absolutely true, of course. But I think there is a rise of um, people, lots of lots more students, I think, as the years go on, have anxiety. Um, and those kind of things did exist pre-COVID. And yet I don't think we've actually confronted how we are supporting students to get involved and not be lonely, um, essentially. I think that's something that's seen a massive rise in the recent years as well. And considering this just from a community officer position is great. And I think there's a lot of a lot of opportunity to get things to change. But if we actually want to change the culture of our university communities and our, the way we, we work in the Students' Union, I think it does need to come from the president who binds together all of the other roles and kind of feeds into all of those different areas. Yeah, excellent. Based on the activities that the SDU currently provides, what do you think they could offer that would not only be appealing but comfortable to students with anxiety to attend? Because you said you wanted to push mental health to make more people feel included and more comfortable. How do you think they could make people who are less socially active because they were more socially uncomfortable or more nervous? And how do you think they feel more comfortable attending events? So I think from from the kind of conversations I've had with students who kind of fit that kind of description I suppose which obviously is not is not going to be universally true for all students who struggle to get involved with things it's often um, that kind of idea that they're everyone already knows each other and they're not going to be able to fit in in a group it's also um, things around um, kind of the expectation that they have to commit to a long amount of time um, I think in terms of actually making events that are accessible to people um, in this way um, it often helps to have very like activity based things which obviously we already have a lot of that within our societies but I think just working a way to communicate working out a way to better communicate that to students that they can just go along to our, our societies and just kind of do the things and hopefully make friends along the way rather than these communities being completely inaccessible to them if that makes sense. Um, what do you think could be done to improve the provisions in place to support these students with like mental health conditions? So I think um, in general, um, from the work I've done this year, I was pleasantly surprised to see how much the actual breadth of mental health support um, has improved since when I first started back, at, back in 2019 at university. But I don't think that this has been communicated out particularly well to students. I think it's really it's really unclear exactly what support looks like when you go and speak to wellbeing, when you go and get referred to the various different services. Um, and the kind of data that I've, I've seen through this role shows that when people do get support, generally it is really helpful. Um, there are obviously going to be cases where that's not true, but for the most part, once people are kind of within student support and safeguarding, they, ha they do find it helpful. But I think it's about rebuilding the trust in that and actually making sure that there is clear data about what to expect and how long you're, you should expect to wait and that kind of thing. I think at the moment, it's not very clear what support is available. And I think so what I would want to change in that area and I have been working to change, I guess, is trying to get that information out there but I think also there's something to be said about the fact that we don't know if there are specific specific er areas of sorry 
specific issues for different kinds of students because we don't have much of a demographic breakdown in terms of like who's accessing it, who's having a good time when they do, that kind of thing. So um, that's an area that I've really been trying to push in this last year and would very much like to continue pushing and actually finding out if like, for example, there are specific like disabled students find it harder to access things or if like for example Chinese students have additional barriers and you know just as examples so yeah. Yeah and I think that kind of plays into something that you've put in your manifesto about the SU introducing uh, requiring to consider these uh, effects like mental health, equity, diversity, inclusion, accessibility and sustainability. Yeah, um, it's a bit of a list. All at the same time. <laughs> it is a massive list. And um, some people would probably say that the SU is a bit too bureaucratic and has quite a few different levels that it has to get through and there's a lot of red tape. So does that just add to a bit more of a problem and like it creates more obstacles to get things actually done? Um I don't think I don't think necessarily. Okay, good. Um I guess As a bit of an example, like, well, I mean, not as an example, actually, but like, if we are requiring any of those things, like, to have so many steps to get involved or to actually be adding more bureaucracy to things, then people aren't going to care. People aren't going to actually consider diversity and inclusion in the things they are doing. So I don't think it necessarily has to do that. Like, I think it's possible to think about EDI accessibility and sustainability in a more cross-institutional approach without it being just another form to fill out. Um, I think if it's a more structural change, actually, there wouldn't, it would just be about how we're approaching organising things. It wouldn't be about adding steps. I don't know if that is an answer. No, that is yeah. an answer. It's just about like making sure that it isn't another step through yeah. the process, but and it's just something that's done anyway. Absolutely. And I, I wouldn't want it to be because then just, no, it would just become something that, it's just a bit annoying and not taken seriously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, I think we've got time for one more question. Um, I, you said a lot about trying to include international students more. If you had to choose sort of cultural celebrations that you're particularly interested in, what, what kind of ones would you want to bring to the SU to kind of spread the message and get more people involved and teach people more about other people's cultures? So that's a really good question. And the one that jumps to mind is Lunar New Year. I, I think that could be something that has a bigger kind of celebration here at yeah. the university in general. But what I do kind of want to say is that there are so many cultural celebrations that will be really important to varying numbers of our students. And one thing I've really noticed this year is that our kind of approach that, like we don't really have many mechanisms in which students who are celebrating something can share that with people. I think that's something that I'd really like to change. I've really, cause I've, um, I've done some work with um, a few students this year and trying to help them organize something for a specific cultural event um, and trying to get that more out there, which has been really fantastic. But that's something that has unfortunately required those students to be quite proactive about reaching out to someone. I think that we really need to review about how we are giving students a platform to share, not just cultural celebrate, but in general, get involved yeah. and share their kind of communities with each other. Um, and I think that will be an enriching experience for everyone, really. Yeah, excellent. Well, thanks very much for coming in today, Blake.
And uh, just another reminder for you that voting is open and closes on Thursday at 5pm. So make sure that you go over to www.theshebath.com forward slash elections to vote and also read information about all of the candidates.